0: Midday Live on SAFM, 104 to 107.
1: Five and a half minutes past 12. Welcome to your Thursday edition of uh, Midday Live. And uh, Minister of Finance, Pravin Gordon, tightening a state's belt. Credit cards cancelled very good, break on uh, luxury vehicles, says uh, the star this morning and uh, expensive hotels, a no-no and uh, that is uh, good news indeed, so uh, I'm sure you really enjoyed uh, the minister presenting his uh, mid-term budget uh, speech yesterday, and the other stories still to come, informal street traders in the Johannesburg City Centre are marching to the office of uh, the Mayor so we'll be talking to our reporter Zeppo Pahane but also we talked to uh, an organisation called United Nigerian Wives Association Association. They are here in South Africa, they are married, they are South African uh, most of them South African women married to Nigerian men so we'll be talking to them really about uh, what they perceive as uh, xenophobia against uh, their men here in South Africa but to our top story this hour as we welcome your SMS's on 34701 your tweets please at Kwanapi news at SAFM midday live uh, also emails are welcome midday live at sabc.co.za a police officer in Beckerstall has escaped death after a mob of angry residents him. They believe police are responsible for the death of twenty year old man who was shot and killed early this morning. Violent protests continue in the West Rand Township as officers try to maintain order. The community are demanding the Western area local municipality be placed under administration. Residents have been protesting for more than three weeks now, and yesterday the situation culminated into running battles between the community and police. For on this now, let's talk to our reporter, Mullah Khan Sabidi, who is uh, driving around uh, there and really, uh, it's a, uh, Becker style is burning, so to speak, uh, Mullah Khan.
2: That's true. Um, good afternoon, um, What is happening right now is um, um, community members um, in their houses, as this might intensified, have now threatened to move to a nearby township, Simonia township, where they will disrupt schools and also prepared more roads there. Um, I hope you can hear me right now as I am in the middle of the pandemonium. I hope the sound is clear enough. But what has happened now, Bongi, is that we are in an open south, which is between South Township and Simuni. And what is happening right now is, now police officials have found the space to do what they need to do to disperse the crowd, and they are currently shooting, and members are running in all directions, um, in this open. So this is not something they couldn't do while they were in the township, while there were numbers, while streets were blockaded. So right now, the south between Simuni and Township and Beggarsar Give them the grant to do what they need to do and um, um, as I said, a uh, pandemonium has broke out now and um, uh, no, no incidents yet. I think they um just really dispersing and um, not shooting to kill, if I can put it like that.
1: So everyone really running helter skelter there. But uh, talk us about the death of uh, the 20 year old man uh, this morning.
2: Well, that's, um, that is what has upset um, the community members of um yesterday what happened was um as the uh, violence um was intensifying in be a 20 year old Timba Kumalo uh, once shot and um uh, the community woke up to news that um we had passed on um earlier this morning and um you know whistles were blowing earlier in the township from all streets all directions um basically mobilizing members and that's how the strike got
3: to um
2: at this point in time to the thousands in numbers that it is um from from the whistle blowing and as officials were getting um residents to um come to the streets.
1: And and residents now are choosing some of uh some of the councillors there for fending this uh this violence as it were, we hear of uh, one candidate there who is accused of shooting at protesters, but he says he was only defending a uh, hard-fought gains. Do you know anything about that? What can you tell us?
2: Um, that is true, Bongi. At this point in time, ta- at this point in time, it is um, fingers that are pointing everywhere as to um, whether it's police officials who are shooting and causing the havoc, or whether it's um, you know those who are opposing the march. Um, it will, whether it could be, you know, other, uh, other leaders of other movements. At this point in time, um, it is just word right on the street as to, um, you know, what is actually causing um, the violence and, you know, the incidents that are happening in Vegas now. That is um, yet to be con- confirmed. Police officials say um, it, it, it's protesting members, while the protesters say that it's officials who are harassing and um, intimidating them with their guns.
1: All right. Any arrests so far?
2: No arrest at the moment, Bongi, but, um, you know, police um, could well be on their way to making arrests at this point in time as, um, you know, retaliations are happening right now as they try to disperse the crowd. You know, some people running into open cells trying to get to any nearest township right now for safety. Um, I think um, police officials have found, um, you know, the necessary space to be able to uh, disperse the card, which they could not do in the township. So the only concern right now, Bungie, is the fact that there are many, many children involved. In the thousands, um, a good 40% of this card is children. Uh, and, um, you are know, speaking to them, asking them why they didn't go to school and why they are participating in the violent action, um, they, they seem to also uh, think that, um, you know, their community could be better and, they are not afraid of bullets. They say, um, you know, this is all in the, in the name of getting their community
1: to, to be better. And they, that's what they say they are doing right here, oh, right now. All right, we got you. Thank you very much, Mola Sabidi, our reporter, who is covering the unrest in Bekestal in West Rand townships there. It's uh, 11 minutes past 12. Let's talk now to uh, Tsepo Pahane, who uh, tells us that informal street traders in the Johannesburg city centre are marching to the office of the mayor, this comes as the traders were forcefully removed and stopped from trading on the pavements of the city. These forced removals are part of the cleanup process which started at the beginning of the month. Sepo, I know that uh, the, the crowd now, uh, the marchers are moving and uh, you are moving with them, but what can you tell us at this hour? Well,
3: you have, what I can tell is that uh, the march uh, is on. Uh, the marchers have just left um, the, the Peter Rose Park. Here along Empire Road, they are headed towards the Johannesburg Metro uh, Council offices, where they um, will be handing over a memorandum to the uh, mayor of Johannesburg. That's Mr. Clark Starr. I must tell you that they are out in full force. They are out in numbers, because before I came here, I I, I managed to to, to go into the city center just to, to find out, you know, um, uh, whether there are any other people who are marching there, only to find that you know the stores are empty, there's no one. All of them they are here, but they've just left now. They'll be handing over their money rather than in the next uh, few minutes.
1: What's at the heart of uh, their concerns?
3: Well, as you just said in your introduction, there is that they want um, to be allowed to play Because what they're saying is that um, they were not, they were not, they were just surprised, you know, to find that. To, 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 to see uh, metro police officers coming and confiscating their goods without giving them a notice as to what has happened, but they learned that this was part of the future of uh, clean cleanup campaign. But what they they are angry with is that they were not informed. The fact that they should have been given prior uh, a a warning or prior notice to say that Isn't this day, all, uh you know. This is what the city uh, is planning to do. They say that they have been meeting with uh, uh, the Metro trading uh, 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 corporation, which is an entity of, uh, of the city of Joeburg. That they have been meeting uh, uh, officials from there, but uh, you know they've never been told about that plant uh, cleanup pump, uh, campaign. They say that actually some smart cards that shows that they are, tempted, they are entitled to trade on the streets until uh, 2015. That's when these uh, uh, um, uh, smart cards expire. So, as I said, they they, they they were taken by surprise. Some say that they they, they are goods worth 2,000 rands. I mean, I spoke to one lady who says that, you know, she, uh, uh, yesterday she bought uh, 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 the vegetables and fruits uh, worth 2,000 rand, And as she was about to place them to start selling, the Metropolis appeared and they, they took them and put them at, at some warehouse uh, 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 somewhere, and, and then she has to pay money to, to to get them back. But now she doesn't know how she's going to feed the children. It's what month end, um, she has to pay school fees for the child. So she doesn't know how she's going to to you know to 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 make ends meet. Mm. But what they say is that they they are uh They issued a stern warning that you know today the the answer that they're looking for is yes. That you can go back and trade uh, pending uh, talks, but if that is not what they're getting, uh, they, they say that we're going to 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 make sure that at a at a, at a, at a, a fruit market. Uh, nothing happened. There's no business. They want to make sure that they close uh, uh, the fresh, uh, fr- fresh produce market.
1: All uh, right. In CTV. All right. Uh, uh, Sepo Shortly, we'll be talking to uh, Linda Loauche. Uh, she is the president of United Nigerian Wives Association. They are putting forward a claim that uh, the police are harassing their their husbands, the, the Nigerian nationals who are traders there, and largely uh, they are claiming that uh, the traders there are of foreign uh, uh, foreign nationals. Is, is that the sense that you? getting all the the traders who are marching today uh, from across the board, really.
3: They are from across the board. uh, I spoke to a lady from uh, 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 in Paraguayana. uh, uh, She she, she says that her stock was also confiscated. I spoke to a lady, she's South African. She also says here in South, uh, I also spoke to a Nigerian, a a guy from DRP. It's all races, it's all national. They are united. In asking for the mayor to, to you know, to, to at least explain what the is happening, so that they know what the process is. Uh, you know, how, how should they go about? Are there alternatives if, if if they want to take Where, you know, so they say that nothing is coming forth. There's no information to to tell them what exactly the is happening. They are, they are in darkness, so to speak,
1: believe. Thank you very much. Pahane, our reporter in the city center in Johannesburg. Earlier, I caught up with Linda Rauuche. She is the president of the United Nigerian Wives Association. Well, her organization has led the move by the city of Johannesburg to stop foreign nationals from selling on the streets of Johannesburg. But first, I asked her to tell us more about her organization. We,
4: we are United Nigerian Wives in South Africa. We are South Africans married to Nigerians. So we, we have this association called United Nigerian Wives in South Africa.
1: Why did you think it was important for you to come together and form yourself into an organization?
4: We have seen that our society, they don't take our marriages seriously. You see, and our right to marry anybody from Africa... It, 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 they are being violated. So we have seen that it's a good thing to come together and fight this stigma.
1: And what do you do when you get together? Do you talk about it? Do you assist each other? Do you uh, counsel each other? What is it that you do when you come together?
4: Yeah, we we, we talk about it because each and everyone experienced the same thing. Some they experience uh, a, a violation in a hospital. Others in says others you are going to the bank, somebody cannot put your name in the correct way, you can't pronounce your name in the correct way, and then you just uh, 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 pronounce it the wrong way, you see. So when we come together, we tell people what to do, you have the right to marry anybody, you see, you hmm. have the right in this uh, 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 democratic place.
1: Do do you feel that uh, the the South African society really has a thing against uh, you as a woman married to the Nigerians, or they have a a, a thing against the Nigerians themselves, or it's just a sheer misunderstanding of the situation?
3: You know, the way we we see it, you
4: see, anything connected to Nigerians, it's like, you know, we, we are evil to our society. You see, it's like we we have committed sin by choosing them as husbands. Even our children, you know, in our locations, our aunties and uncles, they call them names, they call them little foreigners. You know, that thing, it makes us uncomfortable, you see. So we don't know what the community, you know, think about us. We are all human beings, you see. Like, if now I'm I'm from Eastern Cape, I'll go and marry to Venda. No one will question me. But why this one now? People have to, you know, call us names. So, I don't know where this thing is coming from. I really don't know. That's why we sat down and said, let's come together. we find answers.
1: And what are you going to do now that you've formed yourselves into an association?
4: Yeah, Yeah, we are planning to approach the government so that we find answers from them, you see, why
1: our own cases like this. We see also here the the Metro Police here in Johannesburg have uh, really dealt uh, hard with uh, the street vendors generally, and you're getting a feeling that your husbands, your Nigerian husbands, are being targeted. Talk us through that.
4: Okay, why is it like that? Because my my husband is selling here in Tevilias, you see, you know the street Tevilias. Why we think that the hand is only pointed on them is because of the comments that are from the other officials. Like when this thing started, we as wives, we went to the MPD, go and ask why they were not given notice before they would start chasing them from the road. The answer from one of the officials there was that let the Nigerians go away from this place. We are tired of them. You see, we don't have space for them. And we are not going to change anything. We are chasing them out of the country until the official will come back next year from the leave. That's what he was saying that day.
1: Do you think this is xenophobic?
4: Totally xenophobic, my brother. Okay, listen, you know why I'm saying this thing is totally xenophobic. This statement was from a high high official from JMPD, you know, and we have a, 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 an audio for for that statement. Even there, some of us are things that we didn't mention here.
1: Do you know this uh, this official?
4: I don't know the name, but I can point it.
1: So, have you opened the case of uh, intimidation, of uh, discrimination, and uh, xenophobic uh, talk? No, not yet, because now we are going to this a uh, uh, process. That's uh, Linda Elwa Uche. She is the president of uh, the United Nigerian Wives Association at 21 minutes past 12.
0: Midday Live on SAFM, 104 to 107.
1: Our top story this hour, the mothers of uh, the two cousins who were killed and raped in deep slot have shown strong emotion after seeing the five men accused of killing and raping their daughters. Looking at the markets this hour, gold is trading at $1,336.70 an ounce. Platinum is at $1,442.50 an ounce. The rand is trading at $9.80 against the US dollar. It's trading at $15.80 to the pound and at $13.50 to the euro. Coming up this weekend on SAFM Sports Special, on Saturday we feature the Soweto Derby live from the Calabash from 3.30. We'll have all the Curry Cup final action when Western Province hosts the Sharks from 5.30 and we'll also bring you up to speed on the second test between Pakistan and the Proteas from Dubai. Formula One action from India as well as the golf from Shanghai. All this and more Saturday from 3 and Sunday from 4 with myself, Brad Brown, on SAFM, South Africa's news and information lead.
0: Midday Live on SAFM,
1: 104-107 to We take your SMS's on 34701 I'll be reading some that have come through But also your tweets at Kuala P News I'll be reading those as well And uh, emails, middaylive at sabc.co.za Let's talk to our reporter now, Lila Mahnas The case of the the five men accused of raping and murdering two toddlers in Deep Slot Has been remanded until next Friday. The mothers of uh, the two cousins showed strong emotion after seeing the five men accused of killing and raping their daughters. Uh, on the line now from the Pretoria Magistrates court's, uh, Court is uh, our reporter Lila Magnus. Lila, good afternoon to you. Talk us through uh, this, this matter in court today. Remanded until next Friday, why?
5: Yes, well, um, the men again appears very briefly in court, but the matter was remanded until next Friday to give home affairs an opportunity to determine whether the three Mozambican nationals are legally in the country and to finalize the DNA test results to see, um, you know, if all five accused can be linked with DNA to the murders of the two toddlers.
1: So far we, we know for sure that one of them has confessed uh, and the the other four, uh, it, it's still touch and go, uh, really they're still being investigated. But just uh, talk us through the, the, the whole appearance today and uh, we see also the mothers really showing strong emotion there, we told.
2: Yes, there were a
5: lot of community members at school today as well. There was uh, representatives from Kauk, Aang and um, the ANC Women's League. And um, the community, even though the courtroom inside was fully packed, there were still community members outside the courtroom and outside the court building. Um, They were all, once the accused appeared, you know, started walking into the dock, and especially when the main accused, the accused five, came in, you know, you could literally hear the emotion and and the, I want to say the madness the community has for this man, because they were, you know, they were uh, whispering to each other, and to such an extent that the court orderly actually had to ask them to be quiet, or they were going to be thrown out of jail. The two mothers basically, you know, just sat in court. They were supported by I M C Women's League members, and they looked at the main. But outside court, once the appearance was finished outside court they they kind of broke down um, they were supported by their friends and their friends tried to hide their faces from the cameras with a hung t-shirt and they really just tried to um, you know get them away from the media because you could see it was really emotional. The grandfather of Annelise Mukandu, the girl whose body was found more than a month ago at the dumpster were also there and he was actually speechless when we asked him how did he feel when he saw the accused, he said um, you know, I, I don't understand. I, you know, it's, it, it feels good that they're charging someone for this five-year-old's murder. But he doesn't understand how a grown man can do something like this. Because, as you know, the fifth accused also admitted to killing Anneliese Mkonde.
1: Thank you very much, Lila Makhnas, our reporter on that particular story. As we heard, the case of the five men accused of raping and murdering two toddlers in Deep's Lord has been remanded until next Friday. It's uh, 26 minutes past 12. The police's Duncan Scott has come under fire this morning after advocate George Bezos from the Legal Resource Center interrogated him to explain how the police managed to shoot and kill 34 mine workers and remain unharmed. Bezos, who started cross-examining Scott today, wanted Scott to explain whether he feels responsible for the de- deaths in Marikana last year. Spuem PM Keeze, this report for us.
6: Where is the proportionality when there was not a single policeman with a scratch as against the 34 deaths and the approximately 8 seriously wounded? Where is the proportionality, Colonel?
7: Advocate George Bezos has once again blamed the police for shooting to kill the protesters. He submitted that all those who planned, adopted, and purported the execution of the police's plan are responsible for the mine workers' deaths. The plan, which was Scott's brainchild, involved the dispersing, encircling, and disarming the mine workers on the morning of the 16th of August last year. However, later during that day, 34 mine workers were shot and killed, scores others injured.
6: You are the one who selected the people that were trained to shoot to kill and put our fours and our fives with four thousand live bullets in their hands and you were part of the planning of the action
7: the police's lawyer advocate Ismail smenya came to scott's defense but bezos challenged them
8: the question of proportionality as the witnesses would have to be testified by those who pull the trigger. It's not for the planner to testify on self-defense.
6: My learned friend is wrong with a great respect. We have already handed in a short memorandum that I want you to, remind, to remind my learned friend of that part of the function of the Commission is to report on the responsibility of uh, the persons uh, that were involved.
7: When asked by Bezos whether self-defense should be proportionate Scott agreed but defended himself. He says some of the questions relating to why the police pulled the trigger on that fateful day should be directed to the police who shot the mine workers. He maintains the shootings depended on individuals who pulled the trigger because they were acting on self-defense.
6: You talk about self-defense. Do you accept the fact that 34 people, demonstrators, died, approximately 8? And do you accept that self-defense must be proportionate? Self-defense must always be proportionate, but
9: as I say, we're not talking to the acts of the police members that acted versus the plan. It's not to say that the people that pulled the trigger are acting in accordance with what the plan was. That perception that they had at that time with their experience needs to be testified to, which I can't do, by every member that pulled this trigger.
7: Yesterday, the commission heard that two days before the 34 mine workers were shot and killed, one of the police's radios had been stolen. A civilian is said to have been communicating on a stolen police handset. The commission continues.
1: That report by Spirwell Mkize. And I think one of these days we need to talk to Kosatu, the president of Kosato. It would appear that Kosatu is on the back foot against government. Just look at some of the things that they were fighting against. I mean, it definitely uh, it would appear are going ahead. So what uh, has Kasata got to say with that? Uh, But also if you look at uh, the youth wage incentive there, uh, that one definitely is going ahead. It's not even going to neglect now, it would appear. And what is your view about that one? And uh, government is ready now to implement parts of uh, the NDP, Again, Kosatu Numsa in particular were very vocal and against that. And uh, what have they got to say uh, about that move right now? To appear, government really steaming ahead with some of these uh, programs. All right, 12:30. It's time for the news headlines. Sam Marshall has the headlines day to you. Finance Minister Gordon will form- formally introduce a revised employment tax incentive bill in Parliament, granting rebates for employing young people later today. Protest action in Beckersdal and Gauteng's West Rand has now spilled over to the
0: neighbouring
8: Samunya township. And secret United States documents published by an American newspaper reveal that Pakistani government officials knew about US drone strikes and gave their backing
1: for them. These are other stories at the top of the hour. See you then. And uh, Shadow Trailer, good afternoon. How are you doing? No, Shadow is not there. All right. Uh, oh, you, you're here.
2: I'm here. I'm listening to you. <laughs> I'm all right.
10: I'm all right.
2: <laughs> well, we're looking at, at
5: ethics uh, and ethical behavior today. And we speak to Dr. Del Fabro, who's going to speak on ethics and psych- the psychology of soci- sociopaths. And Luis van der Merve, who is talking on. Ethic, ethical farming in our country uh, and then we finally got hold of uh, Dr. Kwinam Shope, who's going to talk to us about an upcoming festival thanks oh, Bongi
1: that's interesting looking forward to it. thank you very much Natalie Jimenez. every time Graham Smith Plays well, South Africa definitely will win that match. And Tevilias is on fire.
11: Absolutely. The two of them have put on a wonderful partnership of 194 runs of 257 balls. They came together at the fall of Dale Stane's wicket at 134 for four. And Dale Stane was bowled by Irfan for seven. He was the night watchman. So not getting rid of the batsman as well for Pakistan. It's been a tough day for them. They've had to toil very, very hard. And right now, South Africa are 329 for 4. They lead by 230 already. That's a massive, massive lead and certainly a massive deficit that Pakistan are going to be facing when they do get into their second innings. At the moment, A.B. de Villiers is on 95. He is so close to another 100, whereas Graham Smith is on 162 of 271 balls with 11 4s. His 150 came up after 214 deliveries. An absolutely superb uh, effort by Graham Smith. They've also put on this wonderful partnership And it's actually the fifth time That they've put on a century partnership together But the last time that they did that Was back in 2004 and 2005 So it's been a long time since Graham Smith And AB de Villiers have come together And put on a century partnership for South Africa Right now South Africa lead by 251 runs And they are 350 for four Graham Smith on 162 AB de Villiers on 96 Matthew Tomales for SFM Sports
1: Thank you very much, uh, Natalie. It's looking great. 331 for four. four. Ah, Wow, it's looking so nice. A lead of uh, 232 South Africa against Pakistan. All right, let's read some of uh, your tweets and SMSs here. How about the state stop paying legal fees for corrupt officials? This will be a far greater and uh, substantial saving Them And uh, George says, uh, nothing is for free. If you vote for an ideology with your heart, be prepared to get your heart broken. All right, and Joseph says, why is uh, the Premier not coming to, this, uh, or to these people of Pakistan to solve this matter, which has uh, been running for three weeks? now and uh, let me read this one it says uh, i would like you guys to engage the municipality and provincial government uh, uh, so that uh, we can hear their story about becastel okay we did uh, speak to the mayor yesterday this one is unsigned and there uh, is uh, it is said that uh, sa women want to be used by nigerian i had two friends married to them as soon as they had citizenship they uh, f- uh, let me see they fetch uh, their wives from home uh, it's an, oh, it's P, this one And that uh, woman is a Nigerian herself Why Bulelwa says uh, this one it, uh, It's written by a truck driver there Alright, so just uh, some of the SMS's coming through On SAF 104 Alright, let's uh, see what else is uh, happening here uh, South Africa three three one four four. That match uh, between uh, South Africa and Pakistan Let's uh, go now to the courts, and uh, the North Gauteng High Court is currently hearing an application by the National Prosecution, Prosecuting Authority and the South African uh, Police Service for leave to appeal the decision to reinstate criminal charges against uh, former crime intelligence boss Richard Mzoli. The SAPS and the uh, NPA are seeking to set aside uh, Judge John Murphy's ruling last month Setting aside a court decision made last year to reinstate Mululi as the head of uh, crime intelligence. For more on this, now let's say good afternoon to our reporter Neo Makuting. Neo, what can you tell us so far?
3: Good afternoon, Bonny. You
10: know what is that, uh, the second judge, John Masih, took himself in after he had a very heated argument with the lawyer representing the police. Yeah. Advocate in the Immediately after that, the deputy judge president of British Drava reassembled the court and announced that the case of the legal appeal has been postponed due to what transpired this morning. The letter came to the head after only five minutes of the hearing this morning when. A lawyer pleading for freedom under law, Shina Jacob, submit a new application which led to Mukari object strongly that it's not according to law because the application is being brought through the back door. As you're speaking, the case, the matter being proposed, and uh, until. I All
1: right, and uh, now we're going to have to end it there. The line is uh, really not too great, but uh, thank you very much. You got just a little bit of that. The Department of uh, International Relations and Cooperation DERCO, is keeping mum about Malawi's reaction to President Jacob Zuma's recent remarks about the country. DERCO says Deputy Minister uh, Marius Fransman's uh, current visit to Malawi is to attend a meeting of regional body SADC. Yesterday, Malawi summoned South Africa High Commissioner Ndombi Mabude to explain President Zuma's recent remarks about ETOLs, quoting, We are in Johannesburg. This is Johannesburg. It's not some national road in Malawi. Deco spokesperson Clayson Moniela was asked for details of the High Commissioner's meeting with Malawian authorities.
0: I don't think you've ever heard of any uh, discussions um, uh, between diplomats being uh, discussed in the public domain.
1: Clayson Moniela is the spokesperson for DECO. Let's talk now to our correspondent in Malawi, George Mango. Good afternoon to you, George.
12: Very good afternoon to you, too.
1: What is the the reaction by the Malawians to what uh, our president has said uh, here in South Africa about that particular country when he was making uh, his remarks uh, concerning Uh, e-tolls?
12: Reactions in the first place. One coming from the public, members of the public that are quite, you know, conversant with the issue of social media, have reacted negatively to the statement. Of course, some do understand the fact that it was a job. and others understand at the same time that indeed the rights of Malawi are not updated. But still, more overall, the public is not happy with that statement. Now, talking about uh, the government uh, reaction. Definitely, it's keeping it tightly as to what the state or what signals are sent to the uh, South African government or beginning with the embassy of South Africa here in Malawi. Uh, but apparently, what is very clear at the moment is the fact that uh, a parliament yesterday uh, did call on uh, Malawi's uh, uh, foreign
1: Mm. Uh, please uh, clarify as to what you're hearing on the ground There, uh, there's, a, there's a bit of confusion here We, we hear that uh, uh, our High Commissioner to Malawi Dombi Mabute, was summoned yesterday to explain these remarks but we hear also our Deputy Minister here of uh, uh, the International Relations and Corporation Marius Fransman has been dispatched to, to put out fires uh, there Can you clarify what is happening? What are you hearing?
12: Uh, the qualification that I can make is the fact that, uh, uh one Malawi, the Malawi government that represents Josh are playing this issue, uh uh, 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 they don't want to play this issue out of proportion or they don't want to, to blow it up. Uh, to the extent that the government has not come out with a clear statement. It hasn't even come out with any kind of statement to this effect. All information that we are taught as media is that coming from Parliament? So government definitely hasn't made any justification despite trials by the media to find out whether it really summoned the High Commissioner to Malawi, uh, the the, the South African High Commissioner, and whether the uh, Deputy Foreign Affairs Minister of Africa is traveling to Malawi. That's still more. Government is just not tongue-tied. Doesn't want to speak much on that one. Mm. But Parliament confirmed all these developments that indeed yesterday the South African High Commissioner was Really, someone to capture you to stay or to comment on the
0: statement by Jacob Zuma?
1: And uh, how much and how big is is this particular story in in Malawi? Has the media there picked up on it quite uh, a big deal? And uh, the general Malawians, how are they responding to this?
12: I have to say, it's not a very big story, per se.
10: it hasn't even appeared
12: in, in any media uh, outlet. be it on the public, you know, state broadcast broadcasting corporation or the TV station itself, and then you know, private media houses, media print or electronic, nothing of that nature has come out or has been published or has been broadcast in the news items or program. What is very clear is that all this talk is just on the social media, the Facebook, the Twitter, uh, and stuff like those. So, I mean, to a common Malawian, maybe in the rural area, doesn't know anything else. Maybe those people in cities and towns who are conversant with the social media. They are the ones that are commenting on the Twitter, on the, the, the Facebook about this development. So a general perspective of Malawian is not even aware.
1: All right, So we thank you very much, George Mango, our correspondent in Malawi at 19 minutes to 1 right here on Midday Live. We go to Parliament now. The mini-budget has failed to provide solutions to the unemployment and the deficit problems plaguing the country. While Minister Pravin Gordon impressed with his ideas on how to curb spending by public servants, the issue of the inflated wage bill, the widening deficit and the unemployment rate were scarcely addressed. Economists say doing away with credit cards is unfortunately not a solution. Dima Lishoro has more.
9: Growth projections by Treasury on Wednesday presented a sobering reality that things will be tough for a while. Pravin Gordon, the finance minister, expects the South African economy to grow by only 2.1% this year and 3.5% in the next three years. Weak growth in Europe, a major trading partner, has dampened demand for South African exports. This means the country's stubbornly high rate of unemployment will remain and might even worsen. At 25%, the level of joblessness is said to equate that of the the great depression unless the country's economy starts growing at five to seven percent annually for many of those who hope to get employment soon the wait will be even longer Susan mozana is chief economist at fnb
3: treasury estimates that the growth rate they project will be consistent with about 1.7 percent annual employment growth um, we think that's a little bit optimistic as we do think that employment will carry on growing but not uh, lot slower than that.
9: The measures announced to in government spending have been welcomed all round but analysts say these are insufficient to consolidate fiscal expenditure one thing everybody agrees on is that we need to grow the economy at a much faster rate than currently but economists say the mini budget lacked any big ideas on how to do this. David Rod is chief economist at Efficient Group.
0: The cutback on things like like whiskey and fancy hotels and stuff like that. That's really a drop in the, in the basket. It's, on a bucket. it's not going to make much of a difference. The real thing that we need to do is that we have to overall the tax system, make it easier, make it cheaper, make it much more efficient.
9: Gulam Balim is chief economist at Standard Bank.
0: The overarching investment climate is a function of not just the budget but broader government posture in terms of dealing with inefficiencies in the bureaucracy, the general level of incapability in various branches of government, the quality of fiduciary controls within the system all those amalgamate to enhancing or detracting from the
9: investment The question of slow growth brings about the issue of the deficit. How is it that the fiscal deficit has narrowed to 4.2% and is expected to narrow even further to 3% in 3 to 4 years The revised figures are a result of accounting changes in line with the IMF Government Finance Statistics Manual of 2001 which allows certain extraordinary receipts to be recorded as non-tax revenue meanwhile the deficit in the current account of the balance of payment is expected to remain around six percent david wrote says the changes in calculations may not give an accurate picture
0: i prefer to follow the reserve Bank approach to government finances and according to that the announced budget of the minister of finance is actually in excess of about five percent to gdp uh, yesterday in fact if the revenue does not materialize the way that the minister expected And if there's a bit of an overrun of state expenditure, then it's quite possible that the deficit could come in even higher, at about 5.2 or 5.3% relative to GDP.
9: Godin has promised to contain the 365 billion Rand public sector wage bill. This is around 35% of government expenditure financed through debt. But analysts are sceptical about how he will do this. This is what the minister had to say.
13: So what we really need to do is to grow our economy
1: more. make sure that we have more tax revenue, uh, and therefore the wage bill becomes a lower percentage of the overall uh, amount of money we spend, and we can create more space for employment.
9: David Rhodes says the public sector wage bill is smothering the economy, and there has to be a better way of dealing with this issue.
0: We have to get the civil servants to become much, much, much more productive. We are really overpaying them. They are underworked, and they are pretty much a civil service. Not all of them. They are very good workers, of course. But the civil service in South Africa is like a wet blanket that you throw over a fire. It smothers the economy.
9: But Nuzana says the high wage bill was a deliberate move by government in order to stimulate growth.
3: Clearly, in an environment where our credit ratings have been downgraded, um, one of the key expenditure items that's um, we would be looking forward to start seeing moderation as the government wage wageable. And uh, we are seeing evidence that in terms of growth, that's slowing down, uh, and um, its budgeted to continue growing at,
9: uh, at much lower rates than over the last four years. For SABC News in Johannesburg, I'm Dimagatso Lishoro. With that, we go
1: to the markets now, and we say good afternoon to Sudhir Singh of Sassfin Securities. Sudhir, how are the markets looking post the mid-term budget presentation yesterday?
13: Bongi, Bongi, it's a bit of a a mixed bag this morning. European markets have advanced, uh, led higher by commodities, as Chinese manufacturing strengthened more than expected. However, Asian markets were mostly lower, as the upbeat manufacturing data did little to ease uh, fears over the economy, as the interbank lending rates rose for a second day, reviving fears of a liquidity crunch. Bongi over on Wall Street, uh, stocks uh, pulled back last night on mixed corporate earnings, ending the S&P 500 a streak of four straight record highs. Taking a look at the US stock futures this morning, it is however pointing to a bounce back later on this afternoon. Locally, the JSE has bounced in and out of positive and negative territory this morning and we are currently slightly higher. In corporate news, NTN reported a strong performance for the nine months ended September, driven by a strong momentum in DOT, however, voice remains under pressure. In other news, despite clicks core middle-income consumer remaining under pressure, the group reported improved sales growth with revenue up close on 14%. Just taking a look at our local indices, we've got the gold index, which is down almost 2%. Resource 10 Index is up 0.4%. The Industrial 25 Index is down 0.2%. The Financial Index is currently flat. And overall, the market is up around 7 points to 45,043. Stocks on the move today. On the upside, we have Clicks, which is up 5% at uh, 59 rands. BHP Bulletin is up just over 1% at 306 rands and 80 cents. Woolworths is up 1% at 76 rands and 90 cents. Mr. Price is up 0,4% at 154 rands and 30 cents. And on the downside, we have Harmony, which is down just over 4% at 34 rands and 50 cents. Goldfields is down almost 2% at 45 rands and 60 cents. MTN is down 1.5% at 198 rands and 10 cents. And lastly, we have Vodacom, which is down 0,6% at 115 rand and 30 cents.
1: And your latest market indicators.
13: Currently, we have gold, which is trading at one thousand three hundred and thirty-seven dollars and thirty cents an ounce. Platinum is at one thousand four hundred and forty-four dollars an ounce. Brent crude is at one hundred and seven dollars and sixty cents per barrel. And finally, we have the rand, which is trading at nine rand eighty cents to the dollar, fifteen rand eighty cents to the pound, and thirteen rand fifty cents to the euro. That's it from me, Bongi.
1: Hey, thank you very much, dear Singh of Sarsfin Securities.
13: Dear Mom
14: so fat uh she went on a soup diet like she can only have soup for a whole week nothing else well your your mom's so fat that she has to buy her shoes in a very special place uh, because i don't know where you get shoes that accommodate
6: feet like she has
14: There's only one place to get
6: your daily dose of comedy. Catch On The Couch, Thursday nights at 8 p.m., only on SABC3.
1: Packed with all the latest arts and culture news, the October issue of Classic Field Magazine celebrates the 30th anniversary of the KZN Philharmonic Orchestra. And explores the kinetic sculptures of local artist Justin Fisk. Included with this issue is the first edition of Classic Field's annual Classic
8: Woman Supplement, profiling the formidable women driving the arts in South Africa. Get your copy of Classic Field magazine now at selected newsagents and bookstores. For more, visit www.classicfield.coza.
1: We go to KwaZulu Natal now where the hotly contested by-elections at Guanongoma in the northern part of the province turned into a peaceful interactive engagement among supporters of the rival political parties, the ANC, IFP and the NFP. The by-elections followed the resignation of three IFP councillors who later joined the ANC in August this year. The NFP won two wards, while the ANC won one. The IFP lost. Vusi Cosino reports that uh, the by-elections were peaceful in uh, the once volatile area.
8: For the first time ever, supporters and leaders of these rival political parties were rubbing shoulders, shaking hands and even visiting each other's marquee, erected not far from the voting stations claiming their colourful parties regalia. Some supporters even went further singing and dancing together with their opponents. The leadership of the rival parties who were at the voting stations also had a chance to greet and shake hands with their opponents and even sharing jokes. ANC NC member Beitele, IFP deputy national chairperson Albert Nwango and NFP leaders Nagamagazan Sibi held the political majority demonstrated by people of Nongoma. Uh, what I
6: see today, to me,
8: is something that I never dreamt would ever happen in this and ANC, IFP, NFP, everybody jumping together. For the first time, you see the level of tolerance is remarkable. I- I've never seen anything like this anywhere. So I
1: really want to congratulate the people from Nongoma for the manner in which they actually have approached the whole, the whole um, the by-election.
8: As an NFP, I think we are very much satisfied with the tolerance that we saw uh, between political parties. In in the past, it was very difficult for political parties to campaign, more especially in Nongoma. Nongoma is one of the hung municipalities that are co-governed by the ANC-NFP coalition. The rival parties say these by-elections will possibly shed some light of what could be their support in the area in the next year's general elections
1: cosine on that report. Eight minutes to one, just a couple of SMSs. I've got to read this one from Teboho, who says, Ha, ha, ha. Hello, Bongit. So, the Malawians made you eat humble pie. Not too sure where it comes from, but anyway. Nigerians like uh, Pakistanis marry South African women to acquire citizenship and nothing else, says uh, Joe uh, Bramley there. And this one's police deal with uh, every unlawful vendor equally, as I heard, law is law in South Africa, and I don't think uh, SA are xenophobic. As in our township, we had a lot of foreigners, there, foreign nationals, minors Nigerian, as they choose to not to stay uh, with us. That one is uh, unsigned. A Johannesburg Metro Corps uh, and uh, their mayor are heartless uh, to the people, honestly trying to earn something for their families. And uh, the worst uh, thing is that they, uh, um, the mayor, is uh, not giving alternatives, says uh, Silo uh, All right, uh, let's move on. And uh, after her battle with uh, breast cancer, Zoleka Mandela believes she has been given a second chance in life. She wants to use this opportunity to change young women's lives. Her message to millions of young women and girls is this. Early detection of breast cancer saves lives. She hopes uh, that uh, after learning about her story, they will be uh, encouraged to get screened for breast cancer. Breast cancer is the most common cancer affecting South African women, as one in 33 women is likely to be diagnosed with uh, breast cancer. Tabilema Pango reports.
15: Zoleka Mandela, Zinzi Mandela's daughter and former President Nelson Mandela's granddaughter, was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 32. After she found two lamps in her breast, this was nine months after she had buried her son, who was born premature, and a year after the death of her daughter zenani in a car accident. Zolega says at that time she felt like a whole world came crashing down. So how did she pull through?
14: Um, it would definitely be celebrating the memory of my late son and my late daughter. Initially, when I had been diagnosed, I didn't want to go through with treatment, but I'm not living for myself, and I have. Um, my wants of a surviving son, um, but you know he kept me going. My family kept me going.
15: Zolega says she blamed herself for not being cautious about her health. But I was fortunate enough that the cancer was discovered in its early stages.
14: There definitely was blame. I did think I was going to die, especially after the first chemo treatment. Um, I couldn't believe my hair was falling off. I was menopausal at 32. I was having heart flushes. It, It was just so many things. My grandmother calls me a very diligent patient, and so I made notes of everything. I asked questions, and I think... I think that's the whole point, is that when you're quite aware of your disease, you know what options there are. And I think it kind of, in some way, makes it easier for you to deal with the whole process.
15: Zolega's partner, Thierry Bashala, says while Zolega is a strong person, she needed the support of her family and those close to her when she underwent chemotherapy. He says they always reminded her that they have a cancer to get over and continue living their lives.
1: I think what makes it easier as well is is the support structure that you have. Mm Because after every chemo session she would go with the people that she went with, would basically tell her her experience while she's not consciously aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So support is is really, really key, we need to tell everybody that it's not a death fainters, more of a headache that you get, you're going to get over it and keep moving and that what is important So
15: Lega now encourages young women to do self breast examinations whenever they get together as women to detect the cancer area
14: and I think it's important for women to get together you know maybe at a party when you're together let's all do breast self exams I don't know, <laughs> you know let's, let's make it fun but I think it's very exactly, I think it's very important
15: Madiba's granddaughter will next month publish a book sharing her story with the rest of the world World. The book doesn't only talk about her battle with breast cancer but also about her addiction to cocaine.
14: I'm more of a cautionary tale, and I think that's the whole point of my book. I do discuss um, issues such as my drug addiction. I was three years uh, in August of this year, so I've been three years clean and sober. I started, I think, with the book in January of this year, and it started with video journals that I was doing because the whole uh, aim for me was to actually do a documentary film, and through that came the book. But It it pretty much is uh, both a contribution to breast cancer awareness.
15: The Cancer Association of South Africa says while there's an increase in the number of cancers among women in the country, there's also a notable increase in the number of breast cancer cases among men. The association encourages men to get screened and checked for breast cancer as well. South Africa will hold the World Cancer Leaders Summit in Cape Town next month. This is an important annual high-level policy meeting dedicated exclusively to furthering global cancer control. This will be the first time the event is held in Africa. Tabile Mapanga, SABC News, Johannesburg.